Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Happy Saturday. Happy College Football Saturday. And most importantly, happy mailbag Saturday. Welcome to the mailbag. Yes, Jake and Bird. Jake, where are we? Week three. Can you believe it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely flying by. We're almost a quarter of the way through the season. It's really crazy when you think about it. Um, disheartening. It's disheartening. But, buddy, it's it's not welcome. It's to the mailbag. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Welcome to the mailbag. There we go. Yeah, there you there go. go. Let, let, let's go here. I mean, uh, city of Portland's crying right now. Portland, Portland is in shambles right now. But we're here. We're here to fix Portland because we love Portland, and we'll. Lay, I would lay down my life for Portland, as would you. Yep. Did um. But Portland is having a better day than than some others, namely uh, some Boston Celtics head coach. Ah, uh, just just hate to see the Boston Celtics having controversy and a near perfect image going to uh, going to ruin. Ah. Uh, such and Brad shame. Stevens won't even be behind the bench. Nope. Nope. He yeah. must really just not want to coach. He must just he, be really happy sitting in his, in his executive and, box. And I, and I tell you what, uh, Ime Udoka, if he does resign from the Boston Celtics, tell you tell you two New York teams that would love to have him next year. Yep. Sign me up. Yep. That you would take him as the next coach? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I tell you, I tell you what, that's him and Kevin Durant are very close. Used to be an assistant with the Nets. Could go back. Could go back to the Nets. Could go back to the Nets. Well, we have eighteen questions this week. None of them are about Ime Duka, sadly, or Kevin Durant, or the helpless New York Knicks. But before we get to the questions, I want to do a little injury update before we do anything. We are recording this on Thursday, Thursday at a quarter after five. So. Uh, the injuries are not exactly going to be up to date, but just a little, just a little update for now. And then you can go and check um, on your own while you are listening to this. So, um, as reported earlier this week, as speculated earlier this week, and was confirmed today by Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy, uh, Michael Gallup is expected to return for Monday night versus the Giants. It is going to be on a snap count, so go pick up Michael Gallup wherever you can because when he is on it well back he should be at the at no worst he should be a wide receiver three and then probably by the time that he is up to full speed is when we're potentially talking about Dak Prescott back in the fold Michael Gallup could be a nice ad Jake are you surprised Julio Jones not practicing uh, uh, life death taxes Julio Jones not practicing and injured it looks like he is not going to play for Tampa against Green Bay who desperately desperately need receivers chris godwin also sidelined with the hamstring injury looking like that he is not going to play as well good news for deandre swift return to practice on thursday look like he will be good to go for the lions matchup against the minnesota vikings a whole host of dnps for the green bay packers and their wide receivers alan lazard sammy watkins christian watson and randall cobb all did not practice uh, Devin Duvernay returned for the Baltimore Ravens. Looks like he is going to play uh, this week versus the Patriots. He had a concussion in week two. Christian McCaffrey, an ankle injury. What a surprise. 
I, I will have to say, and I, I honestly, I Christian Christian McCaffrey and I have, have I, I I would do some things to him if I saw him on the street. Um, but his response was very funny that he pl- downplayed it, said it's not a big deal. And I believe the exact quote, and I'm paraphrasing, was if I go to take a piss, I'm going to be on the injury report. Yeah. Um, I think it's very funny. I th- That was clever. He's not wrong. He, no, he's not. It's <laughs> not wrong. You never know. He could he could uh, be undoing his fly and he could, uh, you know, slice his finger open and he's uh, on the practice on the injury report with a finger injury. Yeah. Typical. So uh, keep an eye out for McCaffrey, but all signs are pointing towards that he will be playing Sunday versus the Saints. Your guy, Jerry Judy, dealing with ribs and shoulder injuries will not uh, is looking like he won't play Sunday versus the 49ers. Did not practice on Thursday at all. TJ Hawkinson did practice for the Detroit Lions. Looks like he is good to go. Michael Pittman logged a limited practice today for the Colts after not practicing on Wednesday. Looks like he will be good to go for the Colts matchup against the Chiefs. And boy, are they going to need him. Gabe Davis returned to practice today with the ankle injury. Looks like he could be ready to go versus Miami. Uh, Dawson Knox also limited on the... Uh, on Thursday's practice, uh, looks like he will be ready to go. No worries there. Alvin Kamara, a limited participant in practice. We do have some questions about Alvin Kamara, but Jake, any concerns about Kamara? No, if he plays, you start him. And then the last one up here, Dalton Schultz did not practice with the PCL injury. It looks like he is not going to play Monday night versus the Giants. Two more that you may have missed that have been recent. Sure. Lamar Jackson off the injury report for the yes. Ravens. Yep. He's a full go. And Jacoby Myers did not practice for the Patriots today. Second yes. day of not practicing. Yeah, and there is concern that Jacoby Myers uh, may not uh, play at all. And then two others also that I did not touch on, probably two of the most important ones I didn't even touch on. Uh, Keenan Allen limited in practice, still day-to-day, according to Brand Staley. And Justin Herbert, day-to-day, did log a limited session today. Yep. So it looks like both both are in contention to start Sunday versus Jacksonville. Okay. One to 18. Split the deck. Number nine. Number nine. This is from Danny. Jake. Don't need to say it. Just where does Danny reside? The hub. Portland, Oregon. Love Portland. Danny wants us to grade the trade. He's giving Travis Kelsey. Cortland Sutton and Najee Harris. He's getting Joe Mixon, George Kittle, and Michael Pittman. Um, I like the Kelsey side. I like the Kelsey side too, but the Mixon Kittle Pittman side is not bad. It's not bad, but I I don't think I would have done that deal. It's tough to trust George Kittle as well. And well, Pittman's also, also hurt. You got two guys that have the injury flag already. Not great. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's very, very fair. I think, though, in the core positions, he is improving. Sutton I mean, to Pittman and then Najee to Mixon. I think he's improving there. Uh, not sure how big of an upgrade. Yeah, I guess Mixon's an upgrade over Najee. Yeah, it's close, though. I, I would give that. I would give it a. B. 
I'd give it a I'd give it a B minus, man. It's tough trading Travis Kelsey for splitting hairs. That's fair. That's also fair. Is that you're not you're still giving up a lot with yeah. Kelsey. If I'm giving up Kelsey, like I'm actually attempting to do in another league, I would want to solidify a position I need better at, like running back or receiver, if that makes sense. Like I wouldn't do it like a three for three where I get a tight end and then trade a receiver and a running back and get back comparable value. I completely 100, I 100% agree. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I stand on it. All right, number nine, gone. Number four. Number four, this is from Johnny. Johnny is from Nashville, Tennessee. Johnny needs one and half. Zach Ertz or Tyler Higby? Give me Higby. I think I have it Ertz. Just want to check my... I'm right in the hot hand with Higby. I have it Ertz by one. Yeah. I have Ertz at eight. I have Higby at nine. Give me Higby. It's close. It's very close. Same game, too. Same game. I'd give I, I would say Ertz just because I think he's gonna take more has gotta have more of a target share than than Higby. That's fair. It is close. I'd I think I would rather Ertz having to compete for targets with Hollywood than I would Higby having to compete for targets with Cooper Cup, who we know is gonna get fifteen. Yeah, I don't know. I just have a weird feeling Higby scores. I, score. Listen, I have to start Higby somewhere. So if yeah. he does score, I'd be thrilled. I also have to start Zach Ertz somewhere. Thank, thank you, Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Four, nine, gone. Two. Two, this is from Tom. Jake, they don't ask Tom. Tom's River, New Jersey. Tom from Tom's River, New Jersey, needs two in Superflex. Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be Burrow and Goff for me. It's Burrow and Goff for me. Burrow and Goff for me could could go horribly wrong, but Burrow and Goff for me. That that also needs to be prefaced. Is it could go horribly wrong, and for as good as Aaron Rodgers is, he's still dealing with not just his top two, his top four receivers are banged up. Yeah. That is very, very hard to trust, especially in a matchup against Tampa in Tampa where they very rarely lose. And Green Bay just never plays well against Tampa either. Right. Right. I would go I would go Burrow and Golf and, and Goff. Yep. Same here. Two four nine gone. Eighteen. 18, this is from Billy. Billy is from Columbus, Ohio. O-H-I-O. Billy needs two and a half. Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, Michael Carter, Brees Hall, Damian Pierce. Give me Gibson and Sanders. Gibson and Sanders for me as well. 18, 9, 4, and 2. Number 14. 14, this is from Blake. Jake, where is Blake from? He's from Raleigh, North Carolina. Blake wants us to grade the trade. Blake is giving Kyler Murray and Mike Evans. He's getting Patrick Mahomes and DK Metcalf. I hate this trade. Hate it. So he's giving up Kyler and who? 
Mike Evans. I hate that trade. I I hate it. I hate that trade with a with a passion. And he's uh, he got robbed. He did. He got robbed blind. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Blake. You Sorry. Know. That gets an F. I get uh, yeah. It gets an F plus. Yeah, that's that plus. Oh, that's very God. bad. That, it's any time you're trading quarterbacks, it just it, it, any quarterback trades just give me just a next level sort of anxiety when you're going from Kyler to Patrick Mahomes, right? You, there's no real difference between the two. Mahomes, yes, Mahomes' name value by himself is going to be absolutely terrific. There's no doubt about it. But Kyler is going to be fine. And then you start looking at the Evans versus DK Metcalf side of it. Mike Evans has Tom Brady. DK Metcalf has a combination of Geno Smith and DK Metcalf. That is one that I want absolutely no part of, no matter the circumstances. Nope. Sorry. That's a very, very bad trade in my estimation. All right, Jake. Two, four, nine, 14, 18. Gone. 13. 13. This is from Sean. Uh, Sean is from... Hmm. Sean is from Phoenix, Arizona. Sean needs two and a half. Cordero Patterson, a.k.a. Mommy. Josh Jacobs, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Carter, J.K. Dobbins. In half? In half. Give me Josh Jacobs. Give me Zeke on Monday night. Hmm. Give me... Patterson and Jacobs. Give me Z. Right. Give me a piece of Monday night. I I really want the piece of Monday night, and I hope I hope you can find a way to to flex Zeke if you can. <sighs> Patterson against Seattle is just very juicy, and then Jacobs against Tennessee is really nice too. I want that piece of Monday night. Okay, I listen. I understand it. I understand it. Listen, there is no bigger proponent of Monday night football and playing your guys on Monday night than me. So, if you were to go Zeke here, for me the lock is Cordero Patterson. That that is that is really I I uh, yes in half. I think he's just very watered down in half. I feel like he has to score. I'm a big believer in half PPR that you have to score. And I do think Patterson scores. You think so? I I agree with you. I don't know if he scores. Like, yeah, could. I think he does. I think he does score. 18, 14, 13, 9, 4, 2 are gone. Number one. Numero uno. This is from Connor. Jake, where is Connor? Arlington, Texas. Great place. Connor. Connor, listen to the waiver show. Thank you, Connor. I appreciate it. We have a Derrick Henry trade. Connor is getting Derrick Henry in full PPR. He is giving Cam Akers, Javante Williams, and Michael Thomas. It's a lot. I don't love it for uh, for what the, what he's giving up, or what or 
no, I, I, I think he's giving up way too much. I, I kind of agree, and I kind of don't. For this version of Derrick Henry, like, take Akers out. He's kind of a little bit more relevant in this trade for now. Unfortunately, it does hurt me to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, Javante Williams is a high-end RB2, low-end RB1 at the current moment, I would say. I would say he's a mid-RB, mid to high-end. Derrick Henry is performing as a low RB1 right now, and that's being kind. That's being kind. With the Tennessee offense. I don't know. Yeah, I, would... I don't like it. And he just gets Derrick Henry, no other pieces? Just gets Derrick Henry. I don't like it. I think three-for-ones are hard to sell, too, to be honest with you. They're very I tough. Always, I always like to get a little something. Yes. See, I range. I love it. I like it. I hate it. And I really hate it. I'm just going to give this a C. Uh, I'm giving it a C minus. And just a little tip for everyone out there doing trades. When you do like a two for one or a three for one, you always ask that fantasy manager, hey, who are you going to drop? Because if they're dropping somebody that's pretty good and you think warrants a spot on your roster rather than a guy on waivers, include them in the trade. Mm-hmm. because then if they go to waivers and other people want to bid on them, you don't want to lose fab dollars bidding for a guy you could have gotten back in a deal. If you just, that's not like out of bounds. And the other manager usually tells you I'm dropping so-and-so. And then you say, great. Can you include them in the trade? If you're just going to drop them. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think it's a great bit of advice. One, two, four, nine, 13, 14, 18. Are gone. Uh, number seven. Number seven. This is from Adam. Adam is from Provo, Utah. Adam needs one running back and a flex in full. Saquon Barkley, Terry McLaurin, A.J. Dillon, Brandon Cooks, Jeff Wilson. Okay, so it's Saquon Barkley. That's one. Yeah. And then now it's between Terry McLaurin, A.J. Dillon, Brandon Cooks, Jeff Wilson. Give me Terry. Give me Terry McLaurin. I don't even think it's close either. It's not close. And I don't love Terry McLaurin. It's be- it's between Terry McLaurin and Brandon Cooks, and it's not close. I would go Terry McLaurin. Yeah. He's got, about t- he's got a tough matchup, though. against. Oh, a little Terry's. bit concerned about Brandon Cooks. A little. A tiny bit. I think he scores this week, though, versus Chicago. Oh, yeah. It is a, it's a decent matchup game that should be competitive so yeah yeah i think he scores i think davis mills looks a little bit better yeah a little okay. bit i still go terry i would go terry as well i would go terry as well but brandon cooks is in a terrible option one two four seven nine thirteen fourteen eighteen are gone eleven eleven this is from william jake where is william from pittsburgh pennsylvania william needs three in full point ppr Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, CD Lamb, Curtis Samuel, and G Dub Garrett Wilson. Okay, definitely start CD for a piece of Monday night. Mm-hmm. Say those options again. Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, CD Lamb is starting. Curtis Samuel, G Dub Garrett Wilson. I, good lord, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Give me Curtis Samuel. Oh, good God. How did that taste? Awful. (laughs) Awful. And 
Give me DJ Moore. I need to see another week of Garrett Wilson before I plug him into lineups if I have some other options. That is exactly the three that I'm going with. One more week with DJ Moore. Give him the opportunity. God, is it scary, though. Yeah, I mean, listen, if Curtis Samuel puts up a dud this week, he's going to benches immediately. And then he's going to enter the classic. Too good, too good of a player to drop, you think. No one wants to trade for him. Yep. You don't want to start him. <laughs> just and then when he's on your bench, he puts Hell, up twenty five. Try Samuel and trade. Experience. Try and trade Curtis Samuel. Just, I, just, tra- I don't have him because I wasn't one of the buffoons out there spending eighty dollars a fab on Curtis Samuel. You want to know how much I spent on Curtis Samuel where I got him? Zero? And honestly, I put a bid on him just to be like, ah, you know what? If I get him, great. I spent five dollars. To get Curtis yeah. Samuel. Weird. I was like, okay, let's see. And Try I got him for $5. Him. I would trade him like the plague. Yeah. Yes. And I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Because that, that is a league where I need receivers. So if I could upgrade and I could try and find a receiver that's kind of been. And like if I could turn Curtis Samuel, let's just say, into CD. Oh. Oh, I would love that. But the problem is, is that I don't think I'm going to be able to. But that's just that's just one of the ideas that Curtis I am floating Samuel. around. Yeah, Curtis Samuel. It's oh, God, terrible. Um, three, five, six, eight, ten, twelve, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen are available. Seventeen. Seventeen. This is from Andrew. Andrew is from Boise, Idaho. Andrew needs one. Russell Wilson or Carson Wentz? Give me Carson Wentz. Give me Russ. I got the Sunday night football. Sunday night football. I'm gonna go with the revenge game. Go with the revenge game, and I'm pretty sure I have Wentz ahead of Russ in my ranks. I do. Yes, I do. I have Wentz as my QB 12 this week, and Russ as my QB 14. With Aaron Rodgers sandwiched in the middle. That's fair. 16, 15, 12, 10, 8, 6, 5, 3. 3. Three, this is from Brian. Jake, where's Brian at? Jacksonville, Florida. Brian needs two and a half. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Antonio Gibson, Darrell Henderson, David Montgomery, Daryl Williams, if James Conner does not play. Uh, Give me the first two options. Uh, Clyde and Antonio Gibson, I believe you said. Yes. Yes, give me those two. Give me, I have to refer to the ranks in this one. So my ranks are saying it's Gibson and Montgomery against Houston. But my gut is telling me Gibson and Clyde. That's fair. Go, go Gibson and Clyde. I know the matchup is great with Montgomery. I I will say this. If Montgomery has a big week, and this is prime Montgomery monster week against a terrible opponent. Because Montgomery only has monster weeks against opponents that don't make the playoffs. This is one of those moments where if you were to go Montgomery, I wouldn't blame you. And trade him after. And then trade him after, like, the fucking plague. Sell him off to the near-highest bidder. Yeah. This is your opportunity. Hope Montgomery doesn't just screw you. Okay. 5, 6, 8, 10, 12, 15, 16. 12. 
12. This is from Patrick. Jake, where's Patrick from? Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, California. Beautiful place. Rodeo Drive. Gorgeous, gorgeous area. Patrick needs two in a six-point per passing touchdown league. Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff. Give me Russ and give me Goff. Yep, absolutely. 15, 16, 10, 8, 6, 5 remain. Five. Five. This is from our good friend, King Charles. King Charles is from London, England. Love you, King. God save the King. Jake, there is a bit of something, something going on in Buckingham Palace. Is it Brandon Ayuk? No, 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 no. There, there may be the C word going on. Curtis collusion. Samuel? Collusion. Oh, collusion. <laughs> okay. Curtis, well, Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is just as bad. <laughs> or Chase Claypool. How can I forget him? Just, just as terrible. So Charles says, there is suspicion in one of my leagues about under-the-table deals that are happening. There have been a few trades that have gone through where the commissioner has the only right of veto that half of the league are saying should be vetoed and are not being vetoed. I had the same thing. How do you prove that there is under-the-table deals going on, and if you could prove them right, what happens to the people that are involved? Well, first of all, if you could prove there's under-the-table deals going on between one manager and another manager and then the commissioner, blah, 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 uh, they're all out of the league. Goodbye. See ya. There's no more league in all likelihood. There's no right. There's no more league. There's no more league. Number one, number two, it is flat out impossible, impossible to prove. You're not proving it. No, you can't. You you, you can't. So what are your options? Your options are do what Jake and I do. Have your trade committees. Make sure that the commissioner is independent of that trade review board. If the commissioner is deemed to be dirty. Or, or what else I have heard, which I think is very smart, is to have someone that's not in the league be the guy that determines all of the trades. I think that is brilliant. It's brilliant, but nobody ever goes for that. No one ever goes for it. Because because it's a job that no one wants to do. But at the same time, if you have a league, right, that is... That, I'm saying the people in the league don't go for it. No, no, because the, the everyone in the league wants some little bit of power that they that they, that they can get. Yeah, they're it, like, it, oh, like this... you know this, like it's like, oh, somebody that we don't. It's like, oh, well, so and so knows this person, so like they, nope, that that doesn't work. I think the overall committee, if the commissioner is dirty, you keep him out of it. The commissioner has clean hands and wants to restore law and order, like I do. Um, he's in the trade committee. Uh, what do you call it? Four people, three out of four votes needed for a veto. Two people in the trade uh, part of the committee. You get an alternate. You're good to go. Or what you could do, or what you could do, if the commissioner wants to be involved in some way, make it a four person, four person chat board, whatever. The commissioner oversees everything, but then you have three people that actually vote. So you're never going to have a tie. You're always going to have majority, and the commissioner is involved, but he's not deciding anything. Yeah. Because th- if you think the commissioner is dirty, A, you need to execute your uprising. 
execute your uprising against the commissioner and get him out. But I also feel like in this in this case, King Charles, your majesty, if the commissioner is innocent, he should have no problem showing any text exchanges. He should have no problem handing over any viable information to prove his innocence. Could have been a phone call. Cover his tracks. Could have been. Yeah, absolutely could have been. Yeah, but somebody if, smart. You know, if there is any suspicion, you just delete them too. You have to be able to form as the majority because you got to look at it this way: if you're in a ten-man league, it's seven v three. If you're in a twelve-man league, it's nine v three. You should be able to influence some sort of decision if you know that there is something potentially dirty going on. And if the commissioner is innocent, he should have no problem being like, okay, we want independent voices on here. Okay, cool. Independent voices. Done. Yep. And that's the way he proves innocence. And if he can't, if he can't do that, then guess what? You have your answer. You have your answer and you know exactly what's happened. Mm -hmm. I wonder what kind of under the table deals were, were being. Were it's being probably done. paying for players. Like I had a big problem with that last year with somebody almost, almost made the league fold. Oof. I, it was a big, 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 big deal. I had, this was, this was a few years ago. I, so I was playing against somebody. They didn't have a kicker. And someone else that I wasn't playing didn't have a kicker. So I said to the opponent, I said, hey, you, you don't have a kicker. You should go pick one up, knowing damn well that that kicker was the only kicker that was available. Because it was a Monday night game. So I egged this dude on to be like, yo, get your fucking kicker. Because I, I knew my opponent was just going to be in the dark. He wouldn't be able to have a kicker. And I would have won. No problem. And I think the deficit, too, it was only like seven, eight points. But in any event, I was pushing this other dude like, yo, get your kicker, get your kicker, get your kicker. And meanwhile, nothing happened. But then the guy got his kicker. I'm like, hey, thank you for getting your kicker. I'll get you a little a little six rack for that. We'll watch Monday Night Football. We'll have a grand old time. Word got out that I bought the dude a six pack and it was off to the races. Yep. And it said that I influenced him with alcohol. No, I did it as a thank you. I did it as a thank you. For I can see, how that, was be, I can see how that is misinterpreted, though. Oh, looking back, you probably wouldn't have done that. Um. Well, if if, if it were up to me, I would have set my fucking lineups beforehand. Yeah. Or you should have set his lineup for him in that case. Well, he had to go to waiver wire and he had to. Oh, he had to. Somebody. He had to pick up that a kicker. That was the problem. That, that was, was the, problem. the problem. If he had a kicker on the bench, different story. Right. It wasn't a matter of me just going from you know his bench to to the lineup because if that if that was all that it is, like I do that pretty much universally. Like if there's a like for like swap that I can make, that's on the bench. I'm gonna do it, but I'm not gonna be the one that decides. Who am I dropping? Who am I going to pick up for this guy? I, that's that's not my MO. I can't I can't do that. I can't do that. But then Beergate was born. So it's fantastic. It was a fantastic time. And do I regret it? No. Not really. That's cool. Not really. 
it, it, it was fun. It was fun. And we got to we got to kick it and watch Monday Night Football and, and drink some uh drink some bullets. It was a great, great, great time. Six, eight, ten, fifteen, sixteen are left. Ten. Ten. This is from Prince George. Jake, where is Prince George from? It's from Moscow, Russia. Oh, wow. Wow. The 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 third in line to the throne has abdicated to Russia. Oh my! Goodness. He's in Russia right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, our Prince George he needs one in non PPR. Gerald Everett or Logan Thomas? Give me Everett. Give me Everett if Allen doesn't play. Give me Thomas if Allen plays. I think Everett in general. Let's see where I have the two in my ranks. I have them back to back right now. I have Everett at eleven and Thomas at twelve. Yeah, I, I like, like them both. Everett. I like them both. Chargers, Commanders. Fair, fair. Herbert, Wentz. That's fair. That's fair. Fifteen, sixteen, eight, six remain. Eight. Ocho, this is from Ben. Ben is from Detroit, Michigan. Ben. In a 14-team dynasty league, he needs a flex in full PPR. Jordan Mason, Jamal Williams, Melvin Gordon, Christian Watson, if he plays. Give me Gordon. Give me Gordon. Give me Gordon. Horrifying. Even though Jordan Mason, I have a feeling, is going to be the guy who gets the most work out of these four. Should I, get, should I go give him an ad? He's available in some leagues. I think I would. Was Jeff Wilson hurt? Uh, no, they just they just used Jordan Mason last week after uh, Tyrion Davis-Price uh, left the game. I'm pretty uh, sure he got somewhere in the range of 13 to 14 carries. Like, let me... Yeah, let's, let's, let's calm down for yeah, a second let here. A, let me just have a look if I can find him. There he is. So Jordan Mason... Last week, or oh no, I'm sorry. I got to look at uh, Tyrion Davis Price. That was the that was the number that I saw. So he's available for adding. Jordan Mason is going to be the number the number two. He didn't even get a carry last week. No, it was Tyrion Davis Price. That's who I was thinking of. So I just want to look up his numbers. So Tyrion Davis Price last week as a number two running back for the 49ers got 14 carries. If you're telling me that that could be what Jordan Mason gets, somewhere in the range of ten to fifteen, as a flex in a fourteen man league, mm -hmm. I like that. I like the potential of that. Side note: Is Daryl Williams an Ed? Yes, yes. I picked them up. I would just in case. Just in case. Just in case. I feel like he's a better play than Nino. Oh, I would agree. I would agree. 15 and 6 remain. 6. Oh, sorry. And 16 as well. 16. 16. This is from Vince. Vince is from Hartford, Connecticut. Vince wants us to grade the trade. Oh, don't you just love all these grading the trades. trades? There's no bigger trade fiend than Jake Sabone. Yeah. Vince is giving Keenan Allen 
and Elijah Moore. Elijah, give me, give me more. And is getting Rashad Bateman and Drake London in half. I love that. I love the Bateman and uh, Drake London side. Me too. That's the side I'm going with here. I like that a lot. Good good job, Vince. That's a B. Uh, no, sorry, B plus. B plus for me as well. That's a B job plus. well done. I like that. I like that a lot. Good work. Good, good, good work. 15 and 6. 6. 6. This is from Steve. Jake, where is Steve from? Steve is from Reno, Nevada. Steve needs three and a half. Mike Williams, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, Rashad Bateman. I'll make it easier. You have to sit one. William, Mike Williams, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, Rashad Bateman. That is... That's a good a problem to have. Fucking difficult decision holy shit okay well you're starting christian kirk i can't yes. i'm going kirk sutton rashad bateman wow. if keenan allen if keenan allen plays if keenan allen doesn't play i start mike williams so he's going to be in a position where he's going to have to start bateman and kirk because they're at one o'clock so we'll say bateman and kirk are in it then comes down to Mike Williams and Cortland Sutton. I just love the opportunity of getting Cortland Sutton by himself. But it's also Mike Williams, and he had a monster week last week, and how can you sit him? So did Bateman. Yeah. I, I think Bateman and Kirk are both in. I, I, I think you can't sit the Sutton point. by himself, bro, on Sunday night. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, That's I, I would sit my and when has Mike Williams ever been like a model of consistency? That's also true. Big games, like you know but what I'm saying? He's got the best matchup out of all of them. Yeah, but you know, you got a Herbert might not be throwing down the field a lot, and also, you know, could be it, it might it's a good matchup, but at the same time, you know, they could just run out the clock in the second half. I didn't think about that. That is true. It could be Sutton Bateman Kirk. Yeah, you sold me on that one. Yeah. Sutton Bateman Kirk. And if and if Keenan Allen does not play, it has got to be Mike Williams. Yeah, if Keenan Allen doesn't play, I go Mike Williams, and then I then sit you Bateman. sit Cortland Sutton, and there's, and there's no really problem. I sit Bateman. Well, he may not have a choice. Yeah, he may not have a choice. Yeah, if it's a game time, if it's a game time decision, Bateman's at one o'clock. Mike Williams is at four twenty-five. If there's any sort of game time decision that with Keenan Allen, just sit Mike Williams. Just sit him. Just you can't go wrong with any of these guys, in my opinion. No, you can't. I, I think they're all in for really good weeks. Yeah. Great problem to have, though. I wish I had that problem. Me too. <laughs> Jesus. Me too. Uh, and then the last one. This is from Eric. And Eric is from, for all of our um, Hebrew and Jewish friends out there celebrating the holiday, Happy New Year to all of you. Um, he is from Tel Aviv, Israel. Eric needs one in full. James Robinson, Rashad Penny, Cam Akers, Devin Singletary. Awful options. I go James Robinson. I would go Robinson as well, but I worry with the matchup. Yeah, I would go Robinson for the steady work. Okay, that is it for the mailbag and the mailbag questions, I should say. Because we got to do starts of the week. And Jake, let's take a trip. Down memory lane, shall we? So we yeah, did. And let's see how we did. So, my start of the week at the quarterback position was Aaron Rodgers. Bleh. Your start of the week at quarterback was Joe Burrow. Bleh. 
Antonio Gibson was my start of the week at running back. He scored. You know, not terrible. Your start of the week was A.J. Dillon. Wrong Packer. Wrong Packer. I knew one of them would have a big day. My start of the week at the receiver position was Gabe Davis, not knowing that he was going to get hurt the first play of practice on Saturday. Your starts of the week at the wide receiver position were Terry McLaurin, Blah, and Allen Robinson, who ended up scoring. So, ding, ding, ding. That's a good one. And then my start of the week at the tight end position was Pat Fryerbooth. Ding, ding, ding. And then your start of the week at the tight end position was Dawson Knox, who got a couple looks, was better. Now, we got to do this again. So, I went first last week. Jake, the floor is yours. Who's your start of the week at the quarterback position? Are repeats allowed on the show? Because I'm going Joe Burrow this week. Uh, yeah, repeats are allowed. Sure. I'm going Joe Burrow against the Jets. I think Burrow and the Bengals, uh, unfortunately, I really hope I'm wrong. Maybe this is kind of like the reverse psychology here. Um, it's a get-right game for the Bengals this week, in my opinion, uh, at New York, a team that beat them last year with Mike White as the quarterback. And uh, this is the game where the Bengals get back on track, in my opinion. It's a little concerning that Lyle Collins is hurt, but I, I just don't see how the Jets have much of an answer for this offense. What a surprise. Lyle Collins is hurt. Yeah, he was bad last week. He was better what off a surprise. not playing. Special agent Lyle Collins. Um, I have two, but it's same game. It's Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff. Yep, both will have very nice games. Yes, I think that could be that could be your shootout of the week. So I'm literally just putting down whatever quarterback in Minnesota versus Detroit. I think both of them, both I have his top 15 plays. You start both of them with a significant amount of confidence. Um, I tend to lean Cousins a little bit just because he's got that guy named Justin Jefferson that got shut down last week and people were talking shit about him. Um, yeah, I think Justin Jefferson is dragging himself across Ford Field. Oh, no, sorry. It's in Minnesota. I apologize. Even more so that it's in Minnesota. Yep. I agree. So I'm going to lean Cousins. I have Cousins higher in the ranks by light bulb. Fair. The running back position. A tricky week for running backs. Really I, I have one that I really love. I, I have one that I love. Um, I mentioned him before. Uh, I'll, I'll say him again. Um, I'm going to go with Cordero Patterson against the Seattle Seahawks, uh, affectionately known, of course, as Mommy. So Mommy is my start of the week. Give me Leonard Fournette this week. I think he scores full prediction, not once, but twice. I like it. Sunday. I like it a lot. Uh, wide receiver. Good week for wide receivers. Yes, I think this is a, a star contrast. To the running backs. I thought last week was a difficult week for the receivers. The receivers exploded. And the running backs just stunk. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep the good times rolling. I'm going with Amon Ross St. Brown. Ah, you. Bad, bad word. Um, There really are a lot that I want to say. It's quite sad. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is my number seven receiver on the week. I really, really like him. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say, I'm going to say, is it too obvious? I I, I want to say Tyreek Hill, but I feel it's too obvious. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks. There. I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks. I think he scores versus Chicago. And then at 
tight end. I mean, my Christ. It, it just have your pick. Have your have pick. pick whichever, which, which, whichever one. Um, pending he plays, I think he will. I'm going to go George Kittle. I'm going to go Tyler Higby. I think he scores his first touchdown of the year this week. I hope so, because I have to start it. So I hope you are right. So start of the week for Jake, Joe Burrow, Leonard Fournette, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Tyler Higby. For moi, Kirk Cousins slash Jared Goff, Mommy, Cordero Patterson, Brandon Cooks, and George Kittle. So that is going to be it for the mailbag. Week three mailbag is in the books. Of course, if you would like your questions, statements, comments, whatever, read out on the mailbag, send in your questions. We're going to be doing this at this time, probably next week. We are recording this, of course, before Thursday Night Football, so hopefully Thursday Night Football was enjoyable. Oh, my goodness. I didn't remember. I am Stanad. I'm 2-0 for Thursday Night Football. You are 1-1. we got to pick the game. Oh, how silly. I completely forgot. So, Jake, who wins the game tonight between the Steelers and the Browns? Straight up or against the spread? Straight up. You know... This is a very tricky game to call. This is a tricky game. I feel like it's not going to be a competitive game tonight on either side. But I'm sorry, man. On a short week, I trust Mike Tomlin here to get the Steelers ready to go. I'm going with the Steelers to pull off the upset tonight in Cleveland against the Browns team that just had one of the worst meltdowns I've ever seen. I feel like this is a short week. Not enough time to get over what what took place on Sunday. Uh, I'm going with Tomlin to get the win. Um in a, in a game that the Steelers, I think, must have to keep their season alive. This is a very difficult game to call. A very, very difficult game to call. Um, I, I honestly, when it, it is games like this, I break it down by who has the best player on the field. And right now, the best player on the field is Nick Chubb. I'm going to go, the, the Browns ride Nick Chubb in a close game. I'm going to go 22-19 to the Browns. The best on the field is Micah Fitzpatrick. Uh, Micah Fitzpatrick, yeah. He's he's the real deal. I think Nick Chubb is better than Micah Fitzpatrick right now. I, I take the better coach. And they're very close. close. They're very, very close. I take the better coach when things are close. I get it. The Fair. Browns are home. I think the Steelers are covering five at the very minimum. Um, I, I'm riding with the Steelers tonight. I really do. Do we have a score? Give me the Steelers 24-13. Okay. All right. So you have them really covering that five. Yeah. I think the Steelers come out and make a statement tonight. I'm not sure if we see Kenny Pickett or not tonight, but um, give me the I Steelers. Think, I don't think and we I, do. And I like the Browns defense. I'm playing them tonight. So it's going to work out one or two ways for me. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the Steelers tonight. Well, we will see. We're going to see who looks, who looks like an idiot and who looks like a genius. So for Jake, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Adam and I will be back Monday morning with the week three review. I, of course, will be back on Tuesday with the waiver show. Then Adam and I will be back for the week four preview show. That'll be out on Wednesday. And then, of course, Jake and I will be here for the mailbag next week. Aaron, of course, next Saturday. So for Jake, I'm Bird. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you. On the next one, good luck in week four, everybody. Week three, whatever week this is. Week three. Bye-bye.
When she's ten feet tall And if you go chasing rabbits And you know you're going to fall Tell them a hookah smoking caterpillar Has given you the call He called Alice When she was just small When the men on the chessboard Get up and tell you where to go And you've just had some kind of mushroom And your mind is moving Backwards 